Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Top Loaded Podcast. This is episode 45. I nearly got that one wrong. And we have, we're have we going to be talking about our big announcement we made last Friday, first of all. But Harry, how you been, my friend? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Um, kicking off the year well into 2023. Uh, made my first pickup of the year uh, yesterday, which is the first kind of thing I've bought since probably the end of November. Um, obviously, December took priority with uh, with presents and stuff. So, yeah, it was good to actually finally get back into the into the swing of things and pick up my first cards of of the year. Um, but yes, I'm very very well, Ronnie mate. How are you? Yeah, I cannot complain. I've made a couple of pickups myself, which I've been very happy about, and a return from PSA, which I'm even more happy about. <laughs> which we will talk about purchases and pickups after we talk about the big announcement we made last Friday, and that was we are very pleased to announce that we are official and. Ambassadors, brand ambassadors for the London Card Show, which will mean we bring you exclusive content pre, during, and post London Card Show, and we've got some really big things planned. So stay tuned within the next few weeks for announcements regarding that. But a, it was an absolute privilege, and thank you to Harry and the team for instilling the belief in us to actually be able to be brand ambassadors. But we can't wait for this show, and now even more. We can't wait to bring exclusive content. I mean, yeah, I think we we, we were both so so buzzed to be at obviously the, the first card show of obviously of twenty twenty three at London. Um, obviously, yeah, even more so now. Obviously, we've been given the privilege to obviously to be representing them as brand ambassadors. So yeah, it was it was a massive uh, massive honour for Harry obviously to to get the call up if you like um, to be brand ambassadors for the show. So yeah, a massive thank you to, to Harry or the team over there for. But you said instilling the belief in us, and obviously, yeah, it's in order for us to provide um, some, yeah, some exciting content, as you said, before, during, and after after the show. So, yeah, massively, massively uh, sort of hyped to get get down to London now on on the 11th of February. Um, and obviously, yeah, tickets are still available on the London Card Show website. So, if you haven't already bought your tickets, what are you doing? Get onto the website. I think Saturday, weekend, and Sunday tickets are all still available. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get your tickets and, and head down to Sandown for that weekend in February. Yeah, and I would say as well, make sure if you can get to the trade night. I'm hoping to be there. I'm not 100% sure I can be there. But if I am there, it's always a good laugh, the trade night. You get some really good deals done because it brings in a lot more of cards into play of vendors being able to actually do deals with you. And then also you just actually get to speak to people and actually just learn about other people's PCs. And sometimes you can actually get that card that they're not too sure about getting away from them at the actual show. And then in the evening, they're a bit more relaxed. And they're like, yeah, all right, we'll do a deal with that. Some of my best pickups, and I know Harry's as well, were at the trade night. And like we say, we can't, some of the content we've got planned is going to be really great. Obviously, as we always do, there will be a uh, London Card Show preview special podcast, which will go out the Tuesday prior to the event, which would be boosted up more than usual so we're really looking forward to that one bringing you hopefully uh, not just the main man harry himself who runs the show but hopefully vendors and people going along as well just to have a all-in-one factor so if you wanted to get involved with that or wanted to come on for that episode for a five to 15 minute interview make sure to get in contact with us because we're going to do a bumper episode that one and like we say during the show there's going to be some really good stuff as well and some very good challenges that we're looking forward to. And because I'm not there for the main event on the Saturday, I'm going to set Harry the challenge of finding me a granite jacker. So he's stand, if he's going to find a jacker, it's down to him. But that's just what I'm laying out. I've spent hours going for the flick, flick free boxes now, trying to find you a granite jacker, and I. I'll just get a load of messages. 
It'd be Jack of it'd be the one time it's about thirty jackers and he spent four hundred all these jackers for you. Yeah, look, but look, that's it. I've got so many of them outstanding in America and everywhere. So definitely needs to work out the PC before going there. And most importantly, make sure to take some cards along with you because if you do go trade not ever during the show, sometimes you get a better deal by actually trading or part tra- trading, which I think is a very good point. But I think obviously you've just mentioned that you made your first pickup of 2023. So before we go into looking at different sets, PSA, SGC, what was the pickup? Because normally I'm going to have to rewatch all these episodes now. So I think we're on a record street about seven where you was like, that, so I haven't bought anything. Yeah, I, I think it really was a, a new record where I actually hadn't bought anything for uh, consistent weeks, but yeah, um, Calcio Cardstore on Instagram uh, put up a uh, William Saliba Tops Deco first ever Arsenal Auto. Um, so yeah, I was really pleased to, to make a deal with him on that and pick that up. Um, I hoped it might have arrived this morning so I could have showed you guys on, on the episode today, but unfortunately, Royal Mail are at it again, so it hadn't arrived this morning. But um, yeah, William Saliba Tops Deco Auto, uh, his first Arsenal Auto, I believe. Um, so yeah, was massively, massively pleased to pick that up and add that to the PC. Um, Rolls Royce centre back, if you if you like. Um, but yeah, hopefully I get more consistent now with weekly pickups and and start adding more more to the PC and on episodes releasing what I have, have bought from from the week rather than me having a quiet spell again. Um, but yeah, I was really pleased to pick it up for my my first card this this year. And I've got to ask the question: depending on the condition it's coming in, will it be going off to get slabbed up? Or is it going to go in a mag? Um, I have debated sending it to SGC. I think for the time being, I might keep it in a mag. I'll probably take it to London with me um, in February and have a chat with, with Aaron and see see what's going on. But um, yeah, I think there's potential for it to be slabbed up in SGC. Um, but otherwise, I might stick it in a, in a little mag with my mag sticker and spit that on the display. But um, yeah, there's definitely definitely potential for it to be slabbed up. Oh, I think like I say, it's a great pickup, especially how well he's playing for us this year. And like I say, I think uh, his prices might be going a bit up and up and up once people actually realise he's got the autos and he's going to be a rookie in Panini this year for us. So God help Premier League Prism, Chronicles <laughs> and everything else. With I mean, you saw it with Rota Guitar, didn't you, for the World Cup, some of his, uh, his first ever international yeah. cars as well. The prices of those were through the roof. So, um, yeah, hopefully his price does, does carry on rising as, as he gets gets further down the line and obviously grows in age. But, um, yeah, God help us with our William Sleeper cards this year. Yeah, that's going to be our big one. I'm expecting a rookie ticket from him and Chronicles when that does come out. And moving on, I actually had a return for the first time in ages of a graded ticket. And that's the difference this week is rather than an actual card. So this t- before I showed a graded got which I'm absolutely over the moon with, Huddersfield away in 2018 was Arsene Wenger's last game in charge of Arsenal. I was fortunate enough to be in the ground that day. And for some reason, I've always tried to keep my tickets in good condition. And it finally paid off because I was looking at the submission that come in. There was a load of ones and twos. And they got to this lovely ticket for people who are watching here. There's a picture of my Instagram, which is a much better close up. It got a near mint eight, which I'm over absolutely buzzing about. And I've got to say, I know you have got the Bukayo Saka uh, Europa League ticket. I'm a massive fan of these ticket slabs. They are, they, I thought it would feel bulky, massive and but horrid, but they're just fantastic pieces of collection. And 
we will talk about it in a minute because they've changed their prices on it. But these ticket slabs are fantastic. Oh yeah, massively. I think you know when I went up to Tickets and Slabs at London, obviously last time around, I saw that Bakai Saka. I was even speaking to him about it. Like it's very rare that a ticket probably gets anything above a six, seven, just given the fact obviously it's a ticket. Um, but yeah, to come back with a PSA eight on yours is is absolutely unreal. Um, but yeah, the ticket slabs are really, really nice. You know, I think I thought the same as you when I saw for them first round. I thought they were really nice and big, bulky slabs. Like you can't really put them in a case anywhere; they're too big. Um, but they are incredible slabs, and I think you know even more so with the like the Bakar Saka professional debut that I've got, Wenger's last game that you've got. Like I think I've got one more that's hopefully going to be back um, in. February at some point, which obviously we'll reveal live on the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, I think you know now they've lowered the price and the turnaround time isn't particularly necessarily appealing. I'll say that maybe for PSA with tickets, but um, the wait is definitely worth it because they are incredible, incredible slabs. Yeah, definitely. And for full disclosure, it was seven months it took my one. Oh, was it even more? It went off. Yes, yeah, seven months it took roughly, give or take a few weeks. So. That was a very long time. It's been a very, very long time, but which is actually a perfect segment, and we definitely did plan that one for the next one. We're talking about obviously PSA New Year have announced new times, new boundaries of pricing, and also new turnaround time. So I'm going to start with it because we've just been talking about it. Their sealed packs and tickets are now thirty dollars each, which I think is fantastic. I think it was around fifty-five to sixty dollars before. Max declared value of four hundred ninety-nine. How anyone can work out the clear value of a ticket if it's one of a kind, that's fine by me. I'm going to just say mine's 500. I really don't have a clue what mine is. But the turnaround time now is 90 business days, which roughly works out about three and a half months, which if they can stick to that, that is a massive win for any collector who wants to try and get tickets. Half in the time, near enough half in the price. What a brilliant way for PSA to try and get more tickets in. And when I mean more tickets, influx of tickets and packs in yeah i think you know i think packs for me as well are underrated i think you know we've seen the prices of like a pack of from f1 2020 chrome in like a psa 9 psa 10 down from between sort of 150 and 300 so i think you know the the underrated pack slabs as well are really niche um but i think yeah it's half the price half the turnaround time on tickets is massively appealing um the only thing you can sort of go off now is a psa stick to that um i can only imagine the influx probably in submissions are going to get off packs and tickets given the decrease in price and turnaround time um so whether they've sort of invested more time into grading these tickets and packs so usually it was pretty more like 80 to 20 in terms of cards to tickets and um, a pack so whether they've adjusted that and sort of put more time into grading these these tickets and packs just to enable them to bring the turnaround time down. Um, I can only imagine that's potentially what they've done. But yeah, it's, it's a massive win for you know, the first within the first what two weeks of 2023. Um, you know, they've they've brought down the, the price and the turnaround time. So it's a massive win for everyone that also collects tickets and, and packs. And yeah, hopefully we can get a few more submitted off and have them back in half the time, not uh, in half a year. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one that I've been looking through with some tickets, and I think there's definitely a few I know we're going to be sending off. And the packs quite intrigued me because I'm on PWC series now. I've seen quite a few different ones come up from like Barcelona, Mundi Chrome from like 2005 area, all the way back to some of the packs from the 1960s. It's it's something very different. And now I'm kind of like I really want one of them in my collection. And I've been thinking of like 
there's so many different packs that you could send off. Like, do you go for like a chrome? Like, obviously, the F1 chrome is fantastic. Send off first one. Then I was thinking, what could be quite unique is Arsenal Futera in the late 90s/slash mm. early thousands. Someone said, I know Arsenal had it, Man U had it, Chelsea, I believe, had it, Liverpool and Leeds. They're five I definitely know had it. And obviously on the pack, it featured a couple of like players at the time and the badge. I'm thinking one of them could look quite cool in a slab or even a pack from each one of them years. Or that's what I'm thinking about doing. But obviously, I know you would be a massive fan if you could get one of the first year Chrome F1 packs. Is there any? Is that is that something that interests you? Like pack, like getting a pack in the collection, or is it one of them that you're like, it's quite cool, but not really for me. Um, I do think it's really cool, and it's it's one of them where it's like I'm not necessarily invested in constantly trying to find one. If one comes up for the right price, I'll be like, yeah, you know, what, I'll I'll take a punt at that. Like I I have wanted to get one of the 2020 Chrome slabs packs in in the collection. Um, so I've, I've had sort of a couple of my watch list on eBay and stuff like that. So they're definitely some that I'd love to get in the collection, but it's one of those where I'm not constantly going to watch for it. Um, I do think the Arsenal Futera packs would look sick in a slab, especially obviously in the Arsenal PC. Um, there's none that really stand out for me that I'd be like, I'd love to get a pack graded off from this certain set. Um, you know, I've got a couple of packs saved from like different year, like Euro stickers or Premier League stickers. Um, but there's none that sort of like, yeah, I want to get that graded. Um, for me, it probably would be either the Arsenal Futera or for me to finally get one of the uh, F1 2020 Chrome packs graded as well. So but I said, I think they are wicked. And I definitely think on an F1 perspective, the 2020 Chrome, the growth on that, being first year, rookie year for the likes of Russell, Norris, um, the price of that will probably hold, if not go up. Um but it's one of the things where they are very niche. You don't really see many graded packs around for stuff like, you know, your 1995 World Cup stickers and stuff like that, where you've got the like the rookie years with so many big players. Those would look sick in a slab, given the fact that it is those years. Um, but for me, I think, yeah, it would definitely probably be Arsenal Futera or 2020 Chrome, but I'd love to get a slab off in, in the PC. Yeah, imagine slabbing up a F1 2020 Chrome and there's a George Russell rookie to five in there. <laughs> It's always that what if, isn't it? You know, you never know what's inside of it. And it's like, this could be a, a one-of-one in there or to five Ross, like you said, but you just, just that, that pun you got to take, innit? Yeah, I have a one-of-one one Kim Reichner just sitting behind me the whole time in a slab. <laughs> no, and then some someone buys it in about 50 years' time, opens it up and has got one of the rarest cards in the collection. Which we, That's what part yeah. of the game's like, because so many of them are open. It's quite cool to see them in the slabs. And I think that brings it into play a lot more that some people might bring the... PSA ticket option into it because now it's at a more affordable price. And talking about pricing, obviously some of their prices haven't changed, but some of their boundaries have changed. So the value bolt here is still it's at $19 a card, which for people who were in the hobby three, four years ago is getting back to about the right price. But obviously during the COVID pandemic and everything like that, the cheapest tier was regular and it was about $90. So people are now obviously thinking, oh, there's so much to do now. You can get it cheap. And the good thing what they've done is gone from $199 maximum value to $499. And the turnaround about 65 business days. Obviously, the value bulk is on condition of 20 uh, card minimum. So it would be about $380 for 20 cards graded, 65 business days, which is fantastic. Obviously, it plays into hands of your bulk submitters or even just a private collector. 
it's now making it a lot more affordable to get your PC graded. Um, with PSA bulk, obviously, I'm very impatient of waiting 65 business days. Even though I've waited seven months for a ticket, it's still great to see that the this come down to about 65 business days. And now you can actually get cards for $499 and less rather than 200 Yeah, I think it really opens up that that door to then bulk submission. You know, you see some people submitting 40, 50, 60 cards to PSA. I don't really have 40, 50, 60 cards in my collection at the moment. So <laughs> it's one of them things where, you know, that enables up that door where you've got such a higher value. But rather than having to submit X-Man in bulk, X-Man in regular, X-Man Express to enable you to fit into that price bracket, um, it, it massively opens up a, a bigger door in order for people to submit bulk, uh, bulk items with, you know, 40 cards together and all different prices. So I think, you know, it only makes PSA's life more difficult in terms of grading more cards because they're going to get a flood for the door of these new these new prices. But it also enables up another door where you've got all sorts of collectors that can get their cards graded with PSA at an even better price. Yes, the turnaround time is still quite a long time. It probably will take a while for it to come back. But it does open up that door where you've got so many more different options of people submitting cards and for the right price as well, like you said. I remember the cheap ones like ninety dollars at one point, now down to nineteen. So it really has come a long way, um, and I think it does include a lot more people in terms of being able to submit cards to PSA for for a better price. And if you're more than happy to wait that time and have the patience to do so, then it falls straight into your hands. But um, yeah, I think it is a really good, really good point for PSA to bring up to, to lower that price and to up the uh, to get value as well. A hundred percent. And. Moving on to the next one, value is obviously exactly the same in terms of 65 business days and 499 but obviously you can, if you submit less than 20 it goes up to $25. So if you are doing the 20 it is a saving of $120 if you do the 20 which is obviously really good, and that's why the bulk tier is there. But moving on to value plus, which is, so it's, a very, it's exactly the same declared value as the other value tiers, but this time rather than... Well, $25 what it would be if you just do normal value. Value plus is $40 a card, $499 value, but 20 business days. So that's a about a month turnaround, actually Monday to Friday, which is very decent. It's another, it's a more, so if once you do the conversion, it's about 36 quid, roughly. Obviously, bulk submitters will have their own percentage on it. So say if it's about 40 quid for about a month turnaround, which is coming into a play now that your better type of cards that you're going to flip are being able to go via PSA and SGC, what we were talking about coming up, obviously their turnaround times are rapid, but moving on to regular, obviously I remember, like we were just saying, regular was about $90, so $100 at one point. Now it's down to $75 per card with a max declared value of $1,500 and a turnaround time of 10 business days, which is probably your equivalent, I would say, of SGC in terms of turnaround time. Obviously, the price does differ quite a bit, but regular, I know it's $75 a card, but 10 business days for a PSA one, it's becoming more affordable to get it back realistically quick. Obviously, it's still a lot of money, $75, but it's getting there. It's, it's showing signs of progress that it's slowly coming down again in price to grading with PSA. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, hopefully, if they, if they are investing more money and time, I'm into the grade and they can stick to the turnaround times. I think 10 business days is, is unbelievable considering, you know, PSA potential reputation in terms of how long it takes to get it from 
you know, UK to US, graded, submitted, then back from the US to the UK, then back from the company's app, then back to you. So if they can stick to his turnaround times, I think it'll be a massive improvement going into this year in terms of you'll see the amount of cards being sent to grading will increase. Um, if people have that confidence with PSA, because, you know, PSA for me is going to be the number one graded company in terms of value of cards, value of the grading. Um, you know, it will always add value. But it's just like, for me and you, it's just the, the patience thing where I don't have the time or patience to wait that long for a car to come back. Um, but I said, if they can stick to these turnaround times, you know, 10 business days, giving it Monday to Friday, maybe what, two, two and a half months from, let's say, from you to the company, to PSA, back to them, back to you. So I think, you know, if they can stick to the turnaround times, it'll be a massive, massive win for everyone um, and really good starting for this year as we mean to go on. But you would then therefore see a massive increase in the amount of cards that will be sent off to to Graydon. Yeah, and like I say, obviously how, uh, there is quite a few different like companies out there on the market, but in our eyes, the main competitor is obviously SGC. And looking at their prices, so if you're sending one to nine cards, it's $24 a card, and that's five to ten business days. So that's a week to two weeks, which is incredible. Obviously, the more you send, the cheaper it gets. So... 10 to 19 cards, it's $22 for the 5 to 10 day service. 20 to 49 cards goes down to $20. And then if you do 50 plus, it's $18 a card, 5 to 10 business. And they do offer another service that not many, I don't, I don't know if anyone in the UK does offer it. They have a express service, believe it or not, SGC. And for me, I'm thinking, how can SGC do an express service? Because it's 5 to 10 days anyway. But for $125 a card, you can get it done in one to two business days, <laughs> which is, God. it's hard to fathom really that it could be there the Monday, get graded on the Tuesday. It's, it's going to sound like a Craig David song, but you can send it <laughs> on the Tuesday. You get it back. You can get it back by the Thursday. It's crazy. So for especially your high end cards, you can get $125 one to two days is up to a value of three and a half thousand dollars, which is pretty mental. Obviously, Anything about anything from three and a half to seven and a half, it goes to two fifty dollars, which one to two days is crazy. Even PSA, okay, people have the value, say there's a bit more value there, but especially some of the more high end vintage cards that will go SGC. If you don't want to wait, you don't have to wait if you want to pay the price. So, like we say, SGC, I think if we compare it to this time last year, reputation's gone up, their actual footprint within the hobby has gone up massively, and a lot, a lot more popular within the UK. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, that express turnaround time is just ridiculous. Um, you know, one to two business days to, to get, a, it's like you say, a really expensive, an old vintage card sticker back. And it really, it, it's massively impressive. And, you know, I think the SGC slabs really are underrated. I think they are really, really nice slabs. Um, and, I mean, you know, I think we, we're both very fond of SGC and, and the slabs. And you know, we've had a lot of submissions to SGC. So, it really is like impressive their turnaround times. And, you know, for me, if, if you're one of the people like me and you that doesn't want to wait, you know, that type of PSA, in my opinion, SGC would be next in the ranks. I think they are absolutely unbelievable. Um, the sort of the tucks, if you like, um, with what they call their, their slab. So whether, you know, I would spend the extra, you know, $100 to get a card back, potentially, what, four or five days earlier than normal. Um, not sure if I would do that personally. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things. It's only it's only going to actually what five days, but for an extra hundred dollars, um, 
But again, nonetheless, it's a massively, massively impressive. You can just submit it on the Monday, be back by the Thursday. So that, that for me is, is mind blowing. Considering the amount of cards they get through grading as well every week, you know, I see MGC post that every week. The cards are graded every month by PSA, SGC, CSG, etc. So them to turn that round within, you know, let's say four days door to door is is massively impressive. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's a massive win again for for us in the UK in order to get cards graded, stickers graded. Um, especially with vintage going to predominantly going to SGC as well. No, definitely. And like I say, I've just submitted a mere. So, what we've done is bulk one uh, via a, via a, a, like a third, second, like third man, so to speak, in the UK. So I've got four of my awesome Venga French football stickers. I know you have one at SGC at the moment. So, I've got four four of mine again over. Two. You will say I've got two there, Ron. No, French ones. Panini foot, you've got one there. Yeah. Right. I'm saying we've got so there's five now between us over, over at SUC. That's enough. So um, yeah. hopefully we're thinking if they're tired around time to write, hopefully your one will be back uh, sooner than mine, which is mine ain't gone yet. But hopefully yeah, mine come back in the next or two weeks, I'm hoping. So hopefully you get your one back and we can reveal it by the end of this month. And then hopefully mine, I'm hoping mid I'm hoping in time to be able to pick them up at the London Car Show, which would be great. Which would be four Arsene Wenger for Panini Footsies. I'm looking forward to getting them back. And I'll, I'll make I'll make a deal for when mine come back. I won't ask for the grades. I won't look at when they come in the post. I'll leave the box sealed. I'll do a live grade reveal. I've got two Wenger stickers and a Wilshire um, auto from 2013 Tops Gold. So I will do a live grade reveal whenever they arrive on the on the podcast. I won't look at the grades. I won't look at anything. I'll do a live reveal on here and we can see them. Love it. Well, we look forward to that one. I've heard a bit of... I'm rolling. You see it slowly put it out. But as we say, grading's going really well in this country. We're looking forward to getting a lot more graded this year and also picking stuff up to buy. But moving on to one of the releases that have come out and we've seen a lot more being cracked open this week, which is F1 Chrome. I know we're both big fans here. I know... You are, you have you're going through the collection of 2020 Chrome, but 2022 Chrome is out now, and I was a bit I weren't too sure about it first with how the coloring of the parallel doesn't go all full way around the card, but I've got to admit some of these cards do look fantastic when they're especially the parallels like 99 and below are very nice cards to look at. Oh yeah, I think no, I've, I've watched the one uh, box opening. Um, but the cards that some of the cards have been pulled have been um, unbelievable. I think the the driver pictures, the crew pictures, you know, the the actual car designs. I think they are are wicked. And I think for me, twenty twenty two already, in my opinion, has leapfrogged twenty twenty one in terms of the Chrome rankings, if you like. Um, one of probably the, the the best design I've seen so far is the Art de Grand Prix. The actual um, tracks, I think they look absolutely unbelievable. And I think they are SSP as well. I think it's like one per case, I want to say. Um, they're very short print. So if you're hitting one of those in a box, you've you've pretty much hit a, hit a golden ticket there. So, but yeah, I think them, the Marta Grand Prix cards are really, really nice. And I think, you know, as I said, the designs from 2022, in my opinion, have already top trumped 2021. Um, you know, I've seen like a Leclerc auto pulled. I've seen... Um, Drogovic auto pulls a lot of F2 is getting pulled 
I think F2 autos are getting pulled a lot more frequently than they were last year. I think you've seen a lot more F2 autos into these boxes. So I think you are guaranteed an auto every box, I believe. I think it has been now. Um, but also they have upgraded the parallels as well. You've got a lot more parallels in, in this year's Chrome. So, yeah, I think for me, 2022 has been a massive, massive dub since it's come out. Um, there's not really too many complaints from, from anyone in terms of the cards or the designs or anything like that. So, in my opinion, I think it's been a, been a big success for me, 22 Chrome and flagship so far. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, the actual racetrack ones are very nice. They were toppers mm. within flagship. You'd get one per box and it was more of like an A5 kind of size, which was really nice. But now they're in Chrome format. They're just that bit nicer. And like I say, it'd be, I want to try and pick up a Monza one just as it's my favourite track. And they just look, they do look really nice, the design of it. What, they, what they're going for. They still look on eBay. Yeah, so I, said, like, I remember once before on here saying it'd be nice to have like a track kind of thing because it just, it brings back memories of certain races, like having Silverstone one for any big fans of that one or Monza for me. But like I say, moving forward in the F1, well, they've done really well. Obviously, Sapphire <sighs> will come out at some point. But it, I see last night trade we did pull a green to 99 Charles Leclerc auto, which looked incredible. And I know there's uh, we've I was listening to an, quite an interesting point someone was making on the autos in the F1 set. Oh, that perfectly. Yeah, there we go. Start. Yeah, it's about it's 275 pounds in terms of the Silverstone Gold case set. Oh, that's a giant box topper. That's, oh, that's flag. Oh, that's flagship then. Is it? Well, there's yeah. another one underneath there that's then 250. Yeah, so it's that's for, the, that's for a Silverstone for that's probably from Chrome. So they're around about the sort of 200 pound mark, I'd probably say. Um, but yeah, lovely cards. Yeah, lovely cards. And I was just, I was just about to say that with Lando Norris this year, although last year didn't feature his actual car number, which was quite strange and no one could really work out because every auto he signs, whether it's on, in, on track when he's at a race or even for F1 Authentics, has got number four. And obviously that has returned this year in the Chrome Autos, which have made it a bit more desirable and looks does look very nice, especially I see a, a nice orange version of it. The colour match was very nice. So is there any cards in particular from the set that you're going to keep your eyes out and maybe pick up in the long run? Or is it a case of finishing the 2020, which is one of your partners and of the year, and then potentially picking up some some of this year's stuff? Yeah, I think um, I, I would like to pick up a Silverstone, the Art de Grand Prix from from Chrome. I think being obviously the the home race for us here in the UK, um, I, I maybe wouldn't probably spend two to two fifty on it. Hopefully, it will come down in price over sort of over time. Um, with them being sort of the first year they've actually been out into into this set. So, um, I mean, for me, I'm probably going to try and focus on getting the last couple of cards from 2020, um, and then try and see. Once again, plea if I can get the to 10 and the to 5 Steiner flagship from 2021. Um, also, I'm always on the lookout for Hamilton and Gasly. So if there's anything nice from uh, from 2022 Chrome that comes out or either of those, I may have a little have a little butchers at that. Um, I've seen a nice, few nice Steiner autos already from 2022 Chrome. I do like Steiner's picture in 2022. I think it is a is a nice picture. Um, but he's like holding his little holding his collar up. So yeah, I think I'd, my main aim will probably be to pick up the Art of the Grand Prix from from Silverstone. Um, but again, hopefully, if the price happens to happen to drop down, but it is a case hit. So you know, inevitably the price will drop, but it's just how much and when. Yeah, definitely. What about you, though? 
I'm a bit undecided. There's one Kimi Raikkonen driver in the day card in it, so I might just pick up one of them just to have. But otherwise, I'm thinking about picking up probably the Monza one. I would say. Obviously, you're going for Silverstone. Monza's just always been my favourite track. So if I did pick up something like that, otherwise, obviously the dream is I'd love to own a Lando Norris Auto or a George Russell Auto, but they're definitely going to set you back quite a bit. So it's it's one of them that it's not my main like priority at the moment. But who knows what? could happen maybe join a random break and get lucky but it's for me with no kit not not as much kim it's just it's just taking the bit away from the set of that's who i was collecting at the time and my favorite driver it's going to be the same like it's going to be a bit weird next year obviously seb won't be in it so it's, it's slowly all the legends are dropping out year by year but it's great to see the new guys coming through obviously going to have a lot more focus on some of the rookies next year but it's one of them introduce like a legends yeah, insert or like you know like they do like with um all the all the football yeah. football sets these like like legend or all time legends or the you know the past era in F one where they can release your Senna Schumacher at this point now Vettel Kimi etc. So but that would be quite quite a sick uh, concept to add into let's say you know twenty twenty four Chrome whenever they decide to announce something like that. But you can imagine what the uh, Ayrton Senna or Michael Schumacher first chrome price would be. Yeah. But would be absolutely right. Even like a cast, I know like they do the cars this year. Imagine like the legendary title winning cars going all the way back to the Williams and everything. That would be great. And like I say, I think tops do know what they're doing with chrome. Like they listen to people, like putting the tracks in. That was a brilliant idea that they had. So we welcome a lot more things slowly clearing out obviously f1 wise there's going to be sapphire soon and there's going to be dynasty again which is a great product to watch open and just dream of opening it because it's very <laughs> and having uh, i know that there's going to be a dual oh george russell and lewis hamilton in that so i can only begin to imagine the type of prices that's going to bring because obviously the first time to be on the same card as autograph both mercedes the future and the history of British F1 driving in the past 20 years. I mean, hazard a guess. Let, let's let's take, take a wild swing in the dark. The first, let's say, I don't know what, then maybe to five, Hamilton uh, and Russell, Joel Auto. What what uh, what ballpark figure would you throw out there? I'm, I'm saying, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to be low. I'm going to say in the 75 to 100k area. I think it's going to be something stupid. Looking at the autos are just single autos of the big guys. You're looking... Some of them, especially to five, can hit 30, 40. So yeah. that's going to be the card to chase in that set. I think I, I would have said around the 100K mark, yeah. I would have probably said. I think it'd be interesting to see if one does get pulled, what it does get listed up from what sort of the, the, the end price is. But a Hamilton and Russell, Jewel Auto, I mean, you can't get much better than that, really, can you? No, not at all. Like I say, even I would have been like any of the Jewel has been quite cool, even like Lando. Danny Rick would be a really cool partnership one. Signs and it's just nice to have the dual O's. Obviously, some of them are not as desirable as others, which is always naturally going to be. But even like Ocon and Alonso would be quite cool, even though they didn't like each other. It's still going to be quite a, quite a cool. Guys, the Like I said, it's, it's a really cool. I like dual O's and F1 especially. Like why not? You can even I know they probably things they probably will do in the long run, having both drivers and then the team principal. But I wouldn't yeah. think Charles Leclerc would want to sign anything from last year. But not, <laughs> he'd probably still he'd probably spell his name wrong or something. Gone, he'd probably make a mistake. You give but, him a pen with no ink. Yeah, it's just. But like I said, we look really forward to when that comes out, and I think there'd be a lot of watching boxes opened and just dreaming of having that one in your collection. And another release that's coming out 
very soon. And just to finish this off, I think it's quite an interesting topic is Futera's unique world live. It changes slightly every year, the name of it. But what I was quite looking forward to it because sometimes they have Arsenal autos in there and Arsenal cards because they have the license. But I found out there is no licensed clubs in it at all. So that means I think it come out pre-order around the 365, 370 mark for a box of it. Um, I'll talk about distribution soon because that, that really drives me mad with Futera. But no Arsenal, no licensing, which means the blankets. That's what it's going to be. How much, for me, it's, it's not a, it's not a all, like, lose at all cost, can't stand the card, but it really has to be something special to pick it up because, for me, having the licensing of the badge, the kit, the sponsor really makes the card. I know it's similar to what's in the new Tops Deco with some of the Arsenal hoes. How much of a no bit is it for you when it's just no shirt sponsors or anything? So it just takes that a bit, a bit special away from the card in my eyes. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's a massive thumbs down. Um, I think there's a bit of leeway for me like with the, the Leaf Autos. Yeah, I really don't like the unlicensed kits, but like for me, like the Charlie Patino Leaf Auto, you know, you've seen a, like a Saka, a Gabrielle, like you can probably get a little bit of leeway because if it's kind of a really nice player or like one of your favourite players at your PC or anything like that, you can probably look around the fact it's not licensed. But to go out and spend 375 on a Futera box to have not a single licensed player in there, for me, I mean, I don't know. I'd be surprised if they sell out. Knowing they, they probably will sell out, but for me, I, I don't understand how or why. You know, I think it does give people that option maybe a cheaper auto given the fact that they aren't licensed. Um, but for me, it's a massive sort of look away to seeing these no license autos with nothing on the kit, just a plain kit. I think the thing with Patino of Leaf, where he was wearing the no more red kit, the white one, you could still make out the badge and the logo on that because it was all white. But on a lot of them where they airbrush out the, the kit, the sponsors, whatever, I just don't think it's a, it's a very eye-catching. Um, I think, you know, judging by what they did of maybe last year, I think it was with Futero Unique, um, there's a lot of nice autos and sort of car designs, but to fit the Randolph and lose the license and have no license autos for me, no, nah, I'm not not a fan in my opinion. Um, I've never been a massive fan of Futura anyway. Um, you know, I think like I said, the card distribution and that, and I was waiting what eight months when I ordered my Smith Row rookies back in the day. So um, I like the concept behind it, but I think the the fact they've lost the license does take the joy from it a lot compared to the, the hype that it was at last year for Futuro Unique. Uh, the one positive I'm going to say about them um, before I talk about like the box allocations and all that is what I do really like is when it's match worn and they actually say when it was worn, what match it was. Yeah. That is fantastic. And I know Panini, uh, not as much match worn stuff now, but that would it just makes that card a bit better. I have a few. Arsenal patches have a Xhaka one where on the back it says what game it's exactly from and it was a North London derby. And to me, that makes that card that bit better. Mm. I Off Max at the last one card show, I did buy one of the unique ones from last year. It was a Serge Nabry one. And what I thought was really cool with it was it was two patches. One was Germany and one was Arsenal. It was the older way shape. But what I thought was really cool was the actual game was Bayern Munich Arsenal in the Champions League. And I thought, that's quite a cool shirt because obviously then, now he's more known for playing for Bayern Munich. So he can get quite niche, quite cool patches from it. And obviously players that don't have kits anywhere else, like you see some of the legends, um, 
and I see the ones last year where it was like two players like uh, Poyal, Eric Garcia, Messi, Maradona, Ronaldo, Fili. That type of stuff works really well. And I think that's what they do well is the patch cards. It's just obviously a shame licenses, but yeah, again, if you buy all the licenses in the world, it, they won't run it at a lot, run it at profit because I think it's literally two guys in university near enough who run the company. However, though, my main pet peeve with Futera is there's so little amount of boxes made available for the collector. They all end up with box breakers. And that's what I don't like with it is give everyone a fair chance of buying your product and don't give 10, 20, 30 cases to the same breakers. Let people buy your box. I know they put on pre-order this one. I think it was available for about three, four days before it sold out. It was a 375 mark, but no doubt there's probably three, four cases made available for the public. And I know for certain some breakers will be getting 10 to 20 cases of it. So just make it fair for the collector. If people want to buy it, let them buy it. If, if Then if buy, uh, breakers want to buy it, let them buy it through the site. Or then just give them an allocation, but not a massive allocation. That's my main pet peeve with that one. But at the end of the day, it's one that I'll look through it. The checklist is out now for anyone who wants to see it. So, well, it was out and then it got taken down. I'm not sure if it's gone back up again or not, but... It's going to be, an, it's like I say, it's an interesting one to see. There's some niche, cool products in it. But at the end of the day, it's not, it gets the hype, but not the sheer hype you'd love. If it was, imagine if it was Panini doing that product, it would be through the, through the next level. And the only other product for us just to look, like, briefly talk about, which for an Arsenal collector, it's probably not as highly rated as other ones. There's some great stuff in it. You bought the William Saliba, which is a fantastic card. Tops Deco, what's your thoughts about that as as a set I can't lie I am quite surprised by it I, I, I am quite a big fan of the set um, whether I necessarily agree with some of the, the box break prices maybe not I think Arsenal for 15 quid I've seen a lot of and I can't really argue with that but the total price of a break again it's not my forte so I'm not going to get massively involved in the price of breaks but Arsenal for £15 for me isn't that much of an issue I think it's quite quite a good price for us um, also, we've seen the one of one triple auto pulled, haven't we? Was it Seaman, Keown, and Adams? Uh, I think it was Seaman, Keown, and Burkamp, was it? I think. Oh, Burkamp, yes, not Adam Burkamp. Um, again, obviously, with the unlicensed kit. So, I think we were saying before we come on here was I think they've got the license for basically Flymers and Adidas, which essentially is Arsenal's last three years. So, obviously, with the Sleeper Auto that I've bought, it has the full kit, everything going on with the Sleeper Auto. So, happy days. But for that Triple Auto, it was the Dreamcast kit. So, obviously, you've got all the, the sponsors airbrushed out. It's just a plain red kit with the Triple Auto. So, you know, you have that in a in a top to a Panini set where you've got, you know, Seaman, Keown and Burkamp. You're looking at, you know, probably four figures. Um, I don't quite know what it's sold for. But I quite like the concept like the then and now, or like, you know, I've seen uh, Ian Wright and Gabriel Jesus dual auto to 10. Lovely card, in my opinion, I think, you know, where you've got, is it Keon and Saliba as well? I think the actual concept of it is really nice. And I do do really like the deco set. As I said, it's just a bit, again, that, that last sort of point where it's like, you've got um, no licensed kits on the older, older kits. But... That being said, um, I think it is a is a really good set. It has taken me by surprise. I do really like it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we could be we've been able to see some more more stuff ripped. And again, I'm looking forward to getting my sleeper back as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think 
Like I say, some of the numbered parallels, it's a really nice colouring design. Like that, actually, obviously, it's named after the Art Deco art period of like the 20s and 30s, which works really well. The green is like a pearly green, like an emerald green, sorry. It's a really nice colour. That's what I'm saying. It's actually surprised me quite a lot. Obviously, the prices, it's quite an interesting one, the prices of it, because it's not a hobby release. It's an on-demand set release. So the price is always slightly cheaper than the hobby ones. But there's some really nice cards in it. I'll probably pick up, a, I might pick up a few Marquinhos or Fabio Vieira's Jesus because they are really nice. And obviously in the long run, I probably will pick up a William Saliba as well. So I was actually quite surprised with that one. So like I would say sometimes with tops, you don't expect much and you get a better product. And I think that's the one, the next one I'm waiting for to see when it does come out is um, the Jude Bellingham set, whenever that, finally gets delivered for people because that looked quite a nice set as well so like i say it's just keeping your eyes out on top product because some of the rubbish and some are really nice and like i say with mukahilo mudrit being linked with arsenal chelsea and a few other teams he's actually got numbered parallels in that one i know he had tops now numbered parallels but his actual number stuff and that is doing very well price wise because it's real realistically he's not going to get many shakhtar products all right he's probably going to be in this year's champions league chrome for shakhtar and potentially in the road to the Nations League coming out as well this month, Chrome. But it's one of his first sets, and it's a very nice card design. So, like I say, it's nice to see Tops Deco. It's definitely Deco this year I prefer than last year's Deco, uh, mainly because Arsenal are actually in it this year. So it's a bit biased. But like I say, it's been quite a good start of the year, I think, for releases. Obviously, now we're waiting on a bit of the waiting on news from Panini really to announce it everything after revolution when is prison when is chronicles and everything like that and my last one for you it's actually not card related but obviously you for people people might not know you've actually got some of the new premier league stickers so what is it what's your um thoughts on that because i think after the world cup a lot of people might be reliving their sticker collecting i know you pulled one really nice sticker which i need to get what's your thoughts on the premier league stickers and with the aspect of potentially grading some of them yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, GBW and sort of um, Maxi ripping packs. And I was like, I've completed the last two years sticker album. So I'm like, I'm going to have to do it at some point. I'm going to have to bite the bullet and go and buy everything. So I went out with the missus the other week and bought all, all the stuff for it. So um, I ripped them open last night watching the Arsenal game. Um, and I, I, I'm a massive fan of the stickers. I do think they get better every year or they change something that I like every year. Um, you know, last year they had the five legend stickers. This year they've only got three, but they've made the elite stickers like a nice matte black. Um, but I think, you know, it's just a really nice, really nice set. Um, I have had to put a Declan Rice sticker in the top loader for the missus because she's a massive West Ham fan. So that was um, quite, you know, upsetting. But, you know, um, but no, yeah, I think the stickers actually are really, really nice. Really nice. Um, I think I've probably got about, 60 70 maybe so far um so yeah, obviously i might have to get back onto the old swaps facebook groups and get a couple of them going again but i'm really impressed with the stickers and i think you know that element of getting them graded that burkamp legend sticker that's in the set this year that i uh, sent you a picture of last night you know i think that'll look unreal in, a, in an sgc slab um but you know yeah i'm really impressed 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 with the uh with the sticker album this year and yeah need to get some more packs in uh in the locker and get them opened again but um yeah, it's a six set, and I think you know the, the black matte elite stickers and the bright orange shot stopper uh, stickers and um, the legend stickers. They are really, really nice. Yeah, as I say, it's quite interesting now to see 
it brings in the graded aspect, especially for first year Steve's or first ones in Arsenal shirts or any of the teams within it, and especially the Legends one. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing a lot more of them stickers, especially having a look around the world at their different stickers. Obviously, football in Germany, you've got Panini football in France. Uh, you've got, well, every country has their own ones. And it's just nice to see, obviously, Italy have some of the nicest ones as well. But like I say, it's actually been quite an in-depth episode, this one, in terms of just overlooking different changes within the hobby. Obviously, the big London card show announcement. So it was actually another great episode. We look forward to bringing you, hopefully, a guest next week, which we're working on. So hopefully we'll be joined by a special guest next week and talk about all hobby related news views and everything else that comes in between but most importantly for me and harry thank you very much for listening no resolutions have been ticked off so far (laughs) hopefully we'll get one ticked off by at least the next episode if not the end of january but for everyone out there thank you very much for listening or watching if you're on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe button and let us know anything you want to ask us in the comments or even what your view on the latest grading prices are or the sets that release. So hope everyone out there is staying safe. Make sure you have a great week, but most importantly, happy hobbying and good night. <laughs>